You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. The, the key for us is, you know, we're playing another good team. Uh, they got their first win just like we did. Guys in this building can't win one and relax. They have to have to let that elevate them, go back out on the field and and work that much harder to get even better and keep moving this ball down the field. And I, I think the team's mentality is in a good place. A Monday after a win's way different than a Monday after a loss. You know, you got guys coming in, just smiles on their faces, not hanging their heads and thinking about the game that was on Saturday. But yeah, I definitely think this win on Saturday, last Saturday was a huge one. I think, like I said before, this is gonna get the ball rolling. It's gonna show guys, you know, what it feels like to win. You know, I think um, that's what the younger guys needed to feel. I think that's what a lot of guys needed to feel is winning feels great. You need more of them. You need to find ways to get more of them. I think this is going to get the ball rolling. I think this is going to help get that little extra push that everyone needs to find a way to finish. There's no better feeling than that locker room after a win, so we need more of them. Learning how to win, as Nebraska figured out on Saturday. They didn't play necessarily their best four-quarter game, but they figured out a way to beat a team that arguably had a lot more talent in, in some key positions on Saturday as they jumped out to a 27-6 lead over Penn State, and that was enough to win 30-23. to Now on to Illinois, who's fresh off their first win last week against Rutgers. Welcome to this edition of the Husker Line Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett will be joined later to talk recruiting with Nate Klaus, uh, but we will get you ready now for Saturday's 11 a.m. game against Illinois. It got moved up to FS1. It was a BTN game. Um, BTN won't even have an 11 a.m. game now, Robin, as Michigan State and Maryland got canceled. So um, we've had another COVID cancellation, but knock on wood, um, everything else in the league looks to be in good shape. Uh, there are six scheduled games that will take place, and this is a big one for Nebraska. Not not necessarily the opponent, but just getting that habit, Robin, of winning back-to-back Big Ten games in a row. Well, yeah. I mean, they finally get their first win in almost a full calendar year, and uh, now are they able to continue that momentum? Uh, the last time they won two games in a row, it's been 14 months going back. Well, to the seven. last time they won two conference yeah. games, it was 2018. Yeah, 2018. I'm just saying two games in a row generally. I mean, go back to Northern Illinois, Illinois last September. Uh, that was the last time they won back-to-back games. So it's been a long time since this program, for one, has been on the right side of the scoreboard, but two, has been able to have sustained success. And that is the next baby step this program has to take uh, to if they want to get to where they want to go anywhere, you have to win this game. I mean, this is a, a game where you are two touchdown favorite at home. I know there's no fans, but whatever. You're, you're in your own stadium, and you are supposed to win this game. You have momentum on your side. You just played uh, probably your best all-around game, four-quarter game of the year against Penn State, and now it's time to keep it going. And if you can get to two straight weeks of that winning feeling in your locker room, that does wonders for just the morale of your team, the confidence, and even the swagger to where suddenly that Iowa matchup looks a little different. You know, you feel a little bit different about it, and the rest of the game's on the schedule. And so this is, a, in my opinion, a crucial game that Nebraska, they're supposed to win, and they need to win it. Yeah, for this program to take that year three step forward, a win on Saturday has to happen. If they lose to arguably the worst team in the Big Ten, um, that's detrimental, and I, I think you could argue right now that Illinois might be the worst team. And uh, Rutgers, I mean, there, there's about three or four that are kind of in that area together, and you know, I, I would say Penn State's not one of them. I, mean, I think Penn State, Robin, that was a good win for Nebraska. That is not an 0-4 team. Nebraska beat on Saturday. I think Penn State's had its own internal issues. They've had to go through a lot of things. 
But you could sense in that game last week when it was 27-6, to the temperament changed of Nebraska. They knew they probably shouldn't be up 27-6. to They knew that there were some key position areas where Penn State had decisive advantages in terms of one-on-one um, O-line versus D-line type deals. And they got awfully conservative. I, I felt like Nebraska was just trying to get out of there. Um, and they did, barely. And there were some moments in that game, that fourth quarter particularly, where you really held your breath. But I think Scott Frost knew without Diedrich Mills running the ball, um, there were a lot of things last week where they were like, we, we have to be very careful because Ben Hart's getting beat by his guy up front. Hymas is having a hard time up front. Our guards are getting beat. We can't put Luke McCaffrey in a situation where he's going to fumble and turn this game around the way Penn State turned it around at the turnover. To me, though, that is playing with a fear of failure. When you have a lead and all of a sudden you go into a shell and become this overly predictable offense that generates no flow, no rhythm, puts all of the pressure on your defense to try and go win you a football game. That is not what Scott Frost football is supposed to be. They are supposed to be attacking until the final whistle blows, and they stopped. They put their foot off the gas, and they toned things back, and they basically said, we're just going to give the ball to Wandale and punt. I mean, that's essentially what the offense is. We're trying to get to third and two. Mm-hmm. and hopefully Wandell or Luke will get those two yards. And they were able to get the one drive they needed in the second half. Yeah, they, they really – took. I mean, when you're up 27-6, to six, and I don't have the numbers, but the football books basically say you're like 90-some percent chance to win at halftime, mm-hmm. right? And all Nebraska had to do was not screw up and maybe get one drive. And they got the one drive. They did screw up once. But, like Robin, I, I just think this staff, they were seeing how bad the line was getting beat in those matchups. Yeah. I mean – well, especially just trying to run the ball between the tackles. Like, it just wasn't happening. And if it wasn't Luke McCaffrey scrambling for yards, then uh, there was no consistency in the running game. And uh, once again, the, the passing game is just stuck in neutral right now to where there is no explosive element to it whatsoever. And so, you know, I guess I don't know what they could have called. I mean, their starting running back was hurt. You're playing Wandale, who had hardly practiced at running back. He's now your primary uh, guy in the backfield, and you have a redshirt freshman making his first career start against a defense that is significantly better than an 0-4 defense. Yeah, they had really all four- and five-star guys on their front seven and a lot of veterans, even without Micah Parsons. And, you know, guys like Shaka Tony. I mean, those are some NFL-level defensive ends. Uh, HBO last year did a special on that show where they went all access on Penn State and they featured that D line. Their nickname is the Wild Dogs, and I mean, and they're I mean they get after it. I mean that was a. I'll be curious. I'm the real litmus test is going to be what will Penn State look like against Iowa? They host Iowa this week, and I think they'll beat Iowa. If I had a hunch, I, I think they'll figure it out. I think Will Levis will probably start for my quarterback this week, and you know they, they lost that game because of Sean Clifford. Yeah, I mean, he spotted Nebraska Ten. touchdown with maybe the, one of the worst fumbles. And a field goal. Yeah, and a field goal, yeah, with that terrible pick. So uh, you got to wonder, I mean, what happens if Levis plays that whole game? Because when he came in, uh, suddenly the, the the tone shifted a little bit where Penn State, they weren't doing anything special, but you know they were, they were bringing the punch to Nebraska. And that defense, to their credit, they held up uh, when they needed to, but they were really starting to wear down. And 91 plays will do that against anybody. And neither one of those teams could run the ball Saturday with the tailback so what do you do you kind of start running the quarterback and Mm -hmm. you play the numbers advantage there uh, because when you run the quarterback you typically have a one-man advantage um, where it's like six on five and Penn State started doing that to Nebraska and we know Nebraska's had to do that almost all season so the Diedrich Mills thing we'll talk more about offensive storylines but that, that to me going into this Illinois game is he available a and if he's not what's the plan 
Well, they featured him in a social media video where after practice he's in uniform. So, well, hopefully that's a good indication of his status. But, you know, if, if it is, you know, a head injury or whatever it may be, then... Who, Might be a knee injury, or I've a heard. Knee. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess we'll take that for what it is. But regardless, I mean, they, they have to find a way to produce something offensively that's not just a quarterback run. Uh, I mean, it, it has to be running the ball with your running backs or Wandale, whoever it is. And then also, you have to stretch the field. If you look back at the last two times Nebraska's played Illinois, they have gotten chunk plays through the air. Now, granted, J.D. Spielman almost died on the field last year with those Illinois safeties trying to decapitate him on on post routes. But uh, the plays are there. And that Tampa 2, Scott Frost knows how to attack down the field and that gap between the safeties and the linebackers to where there's going to be multiple opportunities to get 10, 15, 20-yard chunks through the air, and they have to be able to capitalize on those. The question is, will they come out in that? I mean, everybody that's played Nebraska has changed up their look, and that was another problem um, Saturday. I think Penn State brought a different look that Nebraska wasn't as prepared for, and it it gave them some problems. But uh, we're going to talk more about the offense next here as we get you ready for Saturday's Illinois game. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.